What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Webb. And this is his brother, Nathan Webb. And you're listening to our third episode of our podcast, Two Brothers in a Review. That's right. You heard heard that correctly. Third episode. First, we did Halloween. My choice. Then we did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My choice. And then we went back and hit back up on my choice again with Pet Cemetery. Uh, last week at the end, I said we were going to be listening to Pet Cemetery 2. I was sadly mistaken, and I got ahead of myself, and it was actually the first one, and I'm glad we did, because Nathan hadn't seen it yet. That's right. I'm glad he did choose Pet Cemetery 1 instead of 2, like initially, because I would have been completely lost. This movie's a little odd, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> first off, I gotta mention, that would be all the housekeeping for this week, because what we've done here is I will be out of town next week. So we watched this week's movie directly after recording the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. Um, so we'll have the housekeeping for that and this week's Pet Cemetery next time we record. So let's go ahead and get straight into it. What do you say? Sounds good to me. I'll just go ahead and uh, let the listeners know. If you hear a little jingling or a meowing, that's Murphy. He's running around in the room. I figured, you know... We're reviewing Pet Cemetery. Why not have a pet just lurking around the room? He's trying to get out, but I'm not trying to let the other beast in. So, <laughs> And make note of that. We did bury him last week. <laughs> Anyways, so Pet Cemetery. This is, again, beginning of the episode. I, I read it off of Wikipedia or wherever I may find it. So this is not my words, but I want all the viewers, listeners to know. Pet Cemetery, sometimes referred to as Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, is a 1989 American supernatural horror film and the first adaptation of Stephen King's 1983 novel of the same name. The film was released on April 21st of 1989 and grossed $57.5 million at the box office on a budget of 11.5. A lot higher budget than our previous movies and about 20, 30 more million gross as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Creed family, Lewis, Rachel, and their children, Ellie and Gage move from Chicago to rural Ludlow, Maine, after Lewis accepts a job as a physician with the University of Maine. They befriend their neighbor Judd Crandell, who takes them to an isolated pet cemetery, which is misspelled S-E-M-A-T-A-R-Y, which I, gotta be honest, did not ever realize until we actually began watching the movie. I pointed that out to you. In the forest behind the Creed's new home. Then all hell breaks loose. Well, eventually... That last part was uh, was added in by me because, well, it happens eventually. You'll hear from my <laughs> review. Go on, start us out, Kyle. Well, I mean, just like you said, like it's spelled incorrectly, and like when when Judd takes the family to the cemetery, that's the first thing that uh, Rachel says is, well, it's spelled incorrectly, but. <laughs> A for effort, and they go in there. <laughs> like, that was, like, your first, like, impression of her being a bitch. <laughs> yes, she was absolutely a bitch. She was that character that I could not wait until she died. Unfortunately, it took forever. I was, you had me cracking up. You're like, he's sitting there asking me questions. <laughs> like, I felt like I was watching it with my wife, which <laughs> would be a good, uh, a good thing to have, because she could let us know about if you buried a body and dug it back up, how it would be. Because she is a mortician. Right. But uh, he was just like a... You're getting ahead of yourself. That doesn't happen until later, but you can mention it now. Does she die? <laughs> Please tell me she dies. I'll be so mad if she doesn't die. 
<laughs> I'll just sit there and just crack it up. This is the first time we've watched uh, movies for these reviews together, so... Yeah. It went pretty well, I guess. Um, <laughs> I gotta say, I loved... I, um, I guess it's from my media background, I don't know. But I love the POV shot on the moving swing and the opening scene. Yeah. Like, when as she swings and it, it goes with her. And you see the path. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I just, I loved that shot. I think that was a great opening. And I had my fingers crossed from then on, hoping that it would continue that way. I can't say that it did, but it's all right. You know, it, I mean, it, there was some really good shots. And, like, you know, like, watching this to review it, I noticed, like, some cheesy things. I noticed how last week I kept saying Texas Chainsaw Massacre took forever to start. It seemed like... That's how this one was, too. I don't know if I'm just that asshole guy that's going to just be the dick one every week. I don't think you are. Um, I have it I have it actually noted, to to, say, to make this a point. Uh, the suspense was lacking for me, and um, it only contained a couple jump starts, which primarily... Sorry, jump scares, that primarily involved the cat. Oh, yeah. There wasn't really much more suspense or really horror other than the adorable kid that's killing people <laughs> he got mad when, when the cat scares judd and he looks back at the cat and then you see the little kid's hand stick out front of the bed oh yeah that was great i love think that. about that as a kid watching that movie like oh no oh i'm having my children watch this tomorrow just just put it out there <laughs> yes Ali, <laughs> i need to know what you think all all of you actually but <laughs> you know <laughs> back to uh, my feelings about rachel though um it wasn't even 20 minutes in and I was already hoping that she dies soon. Yeah. I think that's when I mentioned that to you and you were laughing. So. <laughs> yeah. I, like, <laughs> cause I knew she died. I just, and it was just so weird seeing all like the, like the things happen. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, I thought that happened when this happened. And then it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> right. Like, but it's just weird. And like, just to clarify, as I stated last week, I have never seen any of the pet cemeteries. So, this was my uh, my cherry being popped for Pet Cemetery. Hell yeah! <laughs> Glad I could do that. For yeah, <laughs> Stephen King's brilliant. Like, I agree. He's just he's a little little oddball. His his stuff is normally odd, but that's what makes him him though. Like, right, it's, yeah. it's twisted in a beautiful cinema like cinema way. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like this is more on the supernatural side, more of than like the slasher that we've mm -hmm. reviewed so far. So it's something a little different. Yeah, like it was. I don't think it's meant to scare you as much as like creep you out. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, like, cause there's some creepy fucking things in there, and like, I mean, I know I'm, I'm gonna like that's how I am. I jump ahead, but like the part where like Gage is like is standing over Judd, you're like, oh, that's where that's from, and I was just like, yes, I, I have seen <clears throat> that image. So I recognize that at least. I didn't know it until I saw it. So. It just made me smile. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you see something, but you don't know that you've seen it. Right. But, yeah. One thing I didn't get is, what the fuck is the backstory with Rachel and her sister? Like, that was odd as hell and didn't really make any sense with the movie. I, I don't... I, again, Stephen's, Stephen King's odd, so I get yeah. that part, but it just didn't mesh with the rest of the movie to me. I don't... How do you feel about that? Uh, Well, I just... See, and I think that was, like, when, like, Jacob and everybody was walking in from outside, and, like, I looked away. But there's, she's saying there's a part, she was t explaining, I'm pretty sure that she was explaining to her husband 
like why she was uncomfortable and why she was like yeah she was explaining why she was uncomfortable with death yeah but the sister's like deformed and well she had a i think they said spinal bifida or something like that and the whole thing was they were just like trying to show that that the husband is like more understanding for her like he's like well they should have never left left their child home babysitting their it's the sister that's ill. Yeah, I get that. I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I get all that. It just, I didn't understand what relevance all of that had to do with, with the story. And then she comes back later, again, makes a second appearance, says she's glad she's back or she's going to kill her this time or whatever she said. I don't know. And then it turns into her boy. Yeah. I, it's, that part just threw me through a loop, but. I remember, like, I, it wasn't supposed to be funny to you, but I remember, like, when jerry from florida and josh watched it for some reason like that was the funniest thing to us like i'm going to twist your back like you did mine <laughs> and like jerry would say it and like he had like these really skinny oh, pointy I can fingers it too. <laughs> uh, and, like he it just it was so funny like so that was like a kind of like an inside joke with all of us like we would always just say like like when you're not landing a trick like i'm gonna twist your back like you did mine <laughs> and like we'd all just laugh and everybody else would look at us like fucking weirdos but yeah, so I don't I don't get it. I don't, like there might be a backstory behind why they did it. I don't know if it's something that Stephen King is setting you up for the second pet cemetery, but gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. You'll have, you'll have to watch it. <laughs> Taking it back into the <clears throat> sorry, I'm gonna clear my throat again. Taking it back to the uh, the beginning. Um, how is the fashion in the '70s better than in this time period where they're at? I don't know what the fuck Rachel was wearing, but that was hideous. Oh, I think it was the 80s, and that was just like... Right, that's what I'm saying. It, but the movies we watched, the other two movies, Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the girls wearing, like, eye-looking clothes and showing a little skin and looking pretty good. Yeah. And then this movie, besides the bitch look like a guy, she's also wearing these goofy-ass clothes. Like, yes. did they really dress like that in the 80s? I mean, we were both born in the 80s, so we don't remember, but it just seems weird for the 70s to look better than the 80s. Normally, it's progressive not well, yeah the other two movies they more they more focused on the teens this one was Fair, more okay. the adults so maybe the adults in the 80s just i don't know that's like, the second time you lawyered me all right <laughs> but i could also say like uh how we were like w- when they showed the house you're like damn that's a nice house yeah it was <laughs> and the first thing i could think was well how do they afford that and then as soon as the car parks into the driveway it says like something about being an md and i'm like oh that's how they afford it. Yeah, he's <laughs> motherfucker's a doctor. Yeah, I don't know what mama does. She must just. I don't know. I just know that her dad hates, <laughs> hates him. Like, Absolutely. Like if that was jumping ahead. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah, you guys hear that? Fresh Coca Cola. <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit again. Um, after Gage dies and they're having the funeral, the the grandfather which is uh rachel's father like gets all up in um the lead character's what what is his name lewis gets all up in lewis's face and then punches him like i would have murdered that fool like do that to me at my son's son's funeral funeral. yeah and blaming him for him getting ran over and shit what about blaming rachel she was there too yeah i don't know um yeah, even Judd is like blaming himself. He's like, he's like, I know it. I know you thought about it too. It was my fault. Like, 
And I like made me think back, like, why would it be Judd's fault? Right. But I guess it was because Judd was like, was like, let Gage fly the kite kind of thing. But it was, I'm pretty sure that was like already going to be planned anyway. Like, yeah, you're flying kite with your your family. Your dad's not close. So they're like, get out of here, kid. Right. <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. But I and mean, it's always me saying like having questions. I'm sorry, but you're good. That's, um, I mean, it's good to have questions. I mean, I'm not a. I'm just so the listeners know. I'm not like a movie critic. Like I'm not like well known and don't know a lot about the movies. Um, Nathan and I are just doing it because we like movies. So when he asks questions, I'm speculating. I'm it's my opinion and it's his opinion. So yeah. we'll we fact check and get back to you on, you know the the beginning yep. <laughs> you know um, house cleaning right housekeeping keeping yeah yeah uh was well, oh yeah my question this motherfucker talking about Lewis goes mute when he sees okay so back back up a little bit the jogger I guess a teenager maybe an adult I don't know the jogger he gets hit and Lewis has to go in to try to save him and he doesn't mm-hmm. the dude dies. I guess he was already dead prior to that, or someone buried him in the pet cemetery. I, I still didn't connect those dots because he comes back as a ghost. So I'm still confused on him being dead. But that's not my question. My question is, when he shows up at Lewis's house and Lewis is asleep, Lewis goes mute, just sits there in bed. This is kind of like my question about Halloween when the two parents are just standing there with mm-hmm. Michael with a blade knife. This motherfucker just goes mute. I don't know about you, but if a guy that I know is dead just suddenly appears in my fucking bedroom, I'm screaming like a little girl. Mm-hmm. What, how is this guy just mute and just sits there? I don't think he wanted to wake, wake his wife because he does. He... Who the fuck cares about waking your wife? There's a <clears> dead <throat> man standing in your, your bedroom. But I mean, like, you just had a, a traumatic experience. Like, your first day at work. Dude, you got a law degree? I'm getting tired of this. No, I'm sorry. I know <laughs> no, I'm boring you, but, oh, no. like, it's... <laughs> Like, you know, like, he had a traumatic day at work, and he he thought, like, it was just, you know, like, fuck, like, this, my work's coming home with me, because I'm, I'm, you know, because it, like, it shows him, like, kind of, like, like, as soon as the ghost disappears, it shows him kind of, like, like, he's going to go back to sleep, and he's, like, then the ghost is, like, right next to his bed, yeah. like, don't I, make, he, but the funny thing was, he goes, don't make me tell you twice, and it's, like, that's the second time you told him. So. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I get, I get it's, it's a dream. Or he thinks it's a dream or whatever, but I just I him being quiet and not making any sound is is odd, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, so then he follows him and then Yeah, that's what I was getting to. He then he follows him like to the cemetery, which is what? What the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. But then when he gets to the cemetery, he curls up into a ball. Hmm. I don't what was that all about? Uh, yeah, shit, I don't know. I think that was just their way of transitioning it to him like curling up and going Back to into sleep. Back into bed, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I get but yeah. that was you gotta admit that was kind of cool. Like it showed that, and you're thinking like, "Oh, it was the, just a dream." The transition then... itself was good. <laughs> yeah, but it was just weird and yeah. cheesy blue lighting. Terrible oh, choice, I... but I guess that's a big thing in in that time period. I don't know, but I don't know because like like I can understand if on the other side of that thing of sticks was where the like Indian barrel barrel ground was right, but these motherfuckers like travel a journey and climb rocks like right, a, right. a mountain <laughs> afterwards so that kind of throws me off and uh, but i understand it's Stephen king's way of saying like you know like oh shit something's crazy going on yeah. like you know just a little 
cheesy. Is there a trope? <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it is. Yeah, it makes you want to like trope. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, but the cool thing about the whole like him bowling down, like I, you gotta admit, like him going to sleep and then like waking up in bed, like oh, is this a dream? Then he like pulls open the blankets and his feet are just covered in mud. I was right. like... And he still says nothing, though. I know. He still doesn't freak the fuck out. Like, this is the most calm, weird motherfucker that I've ever seen. He smokes weed or something. Who knows? Stephen, Car- <laughs> Stephen King character, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stephen King's crazy, too. He, he kind of did a Stan Lee thing in the movie. Oh, yeah? When he was the fucking priest at Gage's uh, funeral. Yep, making an appearance in his own little movie, yeah. That's a I good like little the, Easter egg if you didn't yeah. pick up on that. Ooh, the Cujo Easter egg. I I only know this because I read it because I wanted to kind of get some information like outside of what I've seen. Being professional. But yeah. uh, when uh, the ghost guy is being brought in after he got hit by the truck, the initial, like, the guy we were just talking about that, like... Yeah, pa- Pascal. Pascal, Pascal yeah. yeah. Uh, when he uh, is being brought in there's a poster for rabies and it's it's a it's cujo on the poster nice <laughs> i was like oh that's kind of cool so yeah. i like you know cujo is another stephen king book right mm-hmm. okay. yeah and movie i haven't seen that right, I haven't seen so movie I, like sorry if you guys have listened and that's one of your favorite stephen king movies or something i do plan on just checking that out whether we use it as a review or not but yeah you know just had to let you guys know that yeah um a, a good a good transition I griped about it in uh, Halloween the loss of time wasn't explained like anywhere anywhere right well there was a good transition um, and an explanation of time loss when they transitioned from Judd looking at the sunset mm-hmm. back to Lewis finishing up uh, digging or not digging but uh, burying gauge burying gauge yeah mm-hmm. the the sunset to darkness it made sense and i i appreciate the the time lapse time lapse explanation i guess yeah yeah that's i mean shit it's it's a good one and then it was weird because i was like even though i seen the movie i was expecting him to actually bury gage (laughs) and i then i like i was like why do i always remember there being rocks and then like the next thing i know he's like just setting a rock down, and then little Gage's hand pops up a little bit later. I was like, oh, okay, so that's why. <laughs> Indian burial ground, they used the rocks for the bodies. Murphy, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about church here. Church, by the way, is the name of the cat. Mm-hmm. So Murphy knows about that, right? Yeah, Ch- <laughs> church is actually how he gets him to to even know about the pet cemetery to begin with, like the actual pit, the Indian burial ground. And they kept saying sour, and that's the one thing. The ghost was like, I don't know, maybe the mics weren't on him when he was speaking, and they couldn't get another yeah, shot. It was a little... Like we did, we didn't hear him say sour until like the end of the movie. We we're like, oh, he said sour, and I only got that because Judd's story. Right. Where Judd was just like was like, yeah, the Indian burial grounds. The Indians stopped burying their bodies there because the soil went it's sour, sour yeah. and then that one point where the ghost was like, where he was like sour, and he, I was like. Oh, and that's when you're like, I think he's saying sour. I was like, no, he is. He yeah, is. Yeah. Like, we were kind of like excited that we finally understood what he was saying. Was <laughs> right. Like charades, motherfucking movie. <laughs> and I guess that's a good thing about watching it together. We were able to kind of back and forth there, here and there, um, minus the occasional people who who walk in front of us and made noise. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, 
another great transition um, was when Judd was shown telling the story about when he buried his dog Spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was taught. It was Judd in his kitchen area or wherever they were sitting, and it panned over to the window. And the window there was somebody putting up um, sheets and laundry or whatever on the clothesline. Mm-hmm. Well, that went back in time to okay. where Judd's mother was, and, and then uh, Spot. Judd, yeah, Judd comes out in the porch and spot the weird fucking dead dog is there. Um, but yeah, I love that transition. I, I, I'm always happy when movies um, do shit like that. Just yeah. instead of just doing like right, yeah, like, the, like, the, shit. Yeah. like the wavy, dreamy thing. Like, like we get what you're doing. <laughs> like, speaking of Judd, he, I said this to you and when we were watching, he just comes and goes in the house as he pleases. Oh yeah, dude. is this the way things were back in the day? Cause... I don't know. Like if they're in Maine, I like that's something I'd expect out of Canada. Like where they leave the doors unlocked and the Maine's not that far from Canada. Yeah, I guess. that's true. <laughs> now you said that, and I was just like, yeah, this motherfucker don't give no fuck. He's like, well, I got I I showed you guys the pet cemetery. I've introduced myself. Now I can come in and leave whenever I want. <laughs> yeah. Like I got a key. <laughs> Yeah, might as well want to go fly a kite. <laughs> oh, that's the best part is like find like the truck driver that was driving is listening to our Ramones song and then Ramones got pop got even more popular because of their pet cemetery song. Yeah. Like which I'll go ahead and jump to the end of that. I'm not a fan of the score or the soundtrack. However, I love the Ramones and the credit song that was specifically written for it, which is Pet Cemetery. Yeah. It makes the rest of the soundtrack all right. <laughs> uh, you talk about the that truck though. Um, you pointed out I don't remember which one it was. The one that pick oh, the one that picks up Rachel. Mm-hmm. Like later when she goes to Chicago and Lewis is staying back because he's about to yeah. uh, bury Judd in the pet cemetery. When she's trying or to make Judd. it. When she's trying to make it back to Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Because she went to Chicago while Lewis stayed back, and now Lewis is going to dig up their son mm-hmm. and take him to the pet cemetery so she's yeah. coming back because she's she knows something's going on yeah because her daughter was having dreams yeah but you picked up on it the truck number that oh yeah that six six up. six so, yep that so, was so funny i was just like i thought i noticed it and then when she like when she like before she opened the door and then when she closed it i like you know my attention was to look and see and it literally just said six 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 that's why i was like did you see that that was that was a good catch and for y'all out there that don't know what six six is just go ahead and google that all right um (laughs) is lewis hallucinating when he walks into judd's house to kill gage because there was this weird like everything was old there's moss growing it it looks like there might have been a stench it was all it was all burnt i know but was he hallucinating because when he got to the steps and it like picked the shoe or put it down or whatever, then it all of a sudden went back to yeah. to normal. So was he hallucinating or what well, was that? So when Judd explained to Lewis about the other person, dad mm-hmm. that buried his son, mm-hmm. well, uh, then they had to burn him with they, fire. They burnt the house a lot down. Yeah, I don't know if that was an ode to it. I just I don't know at all. I just that's my, that was what I assumed. Like, gotcha. like oh, maybe maybe because Judd told him the story. Everything's coming back to, like, I don't know. Okay. Again, this is my speculation, right, my right. opinion, so I don't, I don't know. I just, when I saw that, I was like, what the, f- what, what is going on? I didn't understand that. Stephen King being, and Mary Lambert, Mary Lambert did, did amazing, so. If I said her, said your name wrong, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure it was Mary Lambert that uh, directed the movie. Okay. So I'll have to check, check in on that. Yep. 
Um, I felt like the special effects were absolute garbage. No. Like if we go back to the blue lighting, uh, it just I, I thought the special effects were garbage. But with that being said, again, like I said, the, the Ramones being on the on the track made the rest of the soundtrack great. The fact that they, the way they did the little boy coming back to life, that little boy as a zombie, whatever you want to call it, made the rest of the movie okay because yeah. I love the little boy. That's that, and I think that might be my the reason I like that movie yeah. was because like how cool like. Like he just was just like a little beast. Like yeah. when he like went through the, he like walked through the house and went to the dad's like doctor bag and pulled out the scalpel. I was like, and they showed him like switch hands so that way you could see like, you know, he was just like, oh, oh, let me go and just like, I don't know how. He's like, will you play with me? Yeah, when he calls the dad on the phone and said, I played with Judd, I played with mommy, now I'm going to play with you or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, how he said he's like you <laughs> like, but. The best part of the movie, hands down, is after Lewis uh, stabs Gage with the syringe, mm -hmm. and then G Gage stumbles away and says, "Not fair," and then falls to the ground. That yes. was I laughed, but it was actually just it was a beautiful scene. Yeah, it was. And for the longest time, I always, for some reason, remembered him going, "Not fair, Daddy doesn't play nice," and then he tripped over the thing and fell down. And then we watched it, and I was like, why was that my fucking hit? And you're like, Mandela Effect. Yeah, a whole nother podcast, <laughs> but Mandela Effect. If you yeah. don't know what that is, type in 666, and then go back and type in Mandela Effect, because it's real, I'm telling you. And do it in the um, daytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my opinion, I mean, uh, the overall movie was a bit cheesy, but it's definitely not the worst horror film I've seen. Um, like I said, I'm gonna I'll make my kids watch it, because it's going to be funny. Uh but I, I, I'm one that literally loves all horror. Um, yeah. It's not my favorite, but it's not my least favorite either. So what, what, are, your, what are some of your takeaways? How do you feel about it now that you've, you've watched it again? I've watched it, like, and looking for a review and everything. Like, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a cheesy movie, but it was, like, it's in that era of cheesy movies that were good when they came out. They yeah. were, like, first of their kind kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know Stephen King writing this book, and then not wanting to even release it to the world, and then like he had some kind of thing with the publishing, and he was just like, "Here, use this," and you know he didn't want the world to know about it, and it's like, I don't know. I just think it's I think it's really cool that like something he a book that he didn't even want people to see ended up being one of his best selling books. Oh yeah, and it's like. And didn't, didn't you say that he wrote it in Maine mm. and then insisted that it be filmed in Maine when he, when he sold it? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'll got the double fact check on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But he had a house and his cat got... He had a cat. I forget what the cat's name was. The cat got hit by a car. Murphy? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think it was like Mumphy or... Mon oh, shit. I, I think it was something like <laughs> weird like that, but like... The cat got hit, and then, uh, like, a lot of it was based on true stuff, but obviously, like, the animals and the humans coming back to life and killing people wasn't real. That was just Stephen King's, I guess you could say, twist on, like, real-life events, which... And he had a neighbor that lived across the street, and it reminded him of Judd, so that's why he wrote him in. Gotcha. 
Which I like. Judd was probably one of my favorite characters. Judd and Gage were my two favorite characters. Absolutely, you know. I, like. I agree. Yeah, I could do without Rachel. I could do without Rachel's dad. I'll be honest. I could do without Lewis. <laughs> that movie was was good and golden with just Judd and Gage. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Ellie, Ellie was cool. Like I guess that's, other girl, that's a little girl, right? Yeah, her okay. her dreams were keys for the movie because. She had a dream that the cat was dead, and then she called her dad. And then she had a dream that her dad was doing, like, something. Premonitions. And they weren't even <laughs> dreams. They were just that ghost coming to Ellie. Yeah, yeah. It was, he, he was telling her. Speaking of Ellie, um, when they're flying the kite, and uh, Gage drops the kite. I forget what she said now. But I know it was something that she shouldn't have been calling her brother. Like, a little shithead or something. And everybody just kind of laughs at it. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know if she was calling him that or the kite thing that. Because she was like, he dropped it, shithead. Like, I mean, I guess she was calling it. And yeah, Judd and Rachel were like, <laughs> yeah, It's so funny. It's my like, daughter just called my little son a shithead. Uh, <clears throat> um, as we've been, I've, since we started this with Halloween, I'll go ahead and bring it up now. The, the tropes of the movie. Um, you pointed out one, so I'll let you cover that. I don't remember which one it was. It was Good thing I took notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll start off uh, warned not to do something on multiple occasions. Whenever somebody is warned not to do something, oh, yeah. they always do it, and it's always a sign of, of shit to come. Just like uh, Judd warned Lewis not to dig up his son and bury him in the pet cemetery. And he did it. <laughs> well, yeah, what did he do? He did it. Uh, Judd warned Rachel not to come back to the house. What did she do? She came back to the house. Ghost Pascal warns Lewis not to make it worse by burying Rachel in the pet cemetery. What does that doofus do at the end of the movie? Well, before all that, Pascal initially warned Lewis not to even go past. Oh, that. right. Yep. See, I forgot about that so one. So that was a trope, and the uh, the storm. Yeah. Right. I was like, that's one of the things that like I thought when he was burying Gage that it was storming. But it, it wasn't, I guess it never really showed it storming. He, it never even showed him burying Rachel. It showed him carrying her right. around, like walking through Pasco. Yeah. But like, yeah, there was a little like lightning. A little and lightning stuff. and stuff, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> storms mean shit's about to go down. Yeah. But yeah, so the war not to do something and then the storms and also, of course, makes bad decisions. Whenever you make a bad decision, something bad's going to happen. That's a trope. So yeah. there wasn't a final girl in this movie um it was but there wasn't really a, a lead girl running from the bad guys so well lewis was kind of like the final except for he buried rachel and she came back and did all that at the right. end so i don't know <clears throat> what do you uh what you thinking you want to let everybody know what your pick is for next week oh man i've been going back and forth with this I think I'm just going to go with my gut, and I'm going to pick something that I think you were eventually going to pick. I was surprised you didn't already, and that's going to be The Shining. Yeah, it was. I mean, we got it. We walked past through the hallway to get here, and the Jack Nicholson paintings are in the hallway. So yeah, I got you know. I, I it was a it was a plan, but the two that I thought of the most, which like one ended up being one you hadn't even seen yet, so that was good. Yeah. But yeah, The Shining is definitely going to be a good one to watch. And we still got a few more weeks left in October. <clears throat> so we're probably going to pump out a few good ones still. Yeah, we're going to, I mean, November, like, there isn't really that many Thanksgiving holiday, like, movies. 
Right. So I think the month of November... It wouldn't be very entertaining anyways. Yeah. <laughs> November, we can just pump through hollow, like horror movies, and then we can even halfway through start on the Christmas movies, because there's tons of good Christmas movies. And I'm not even, like, that hyped on Christmas. <laughs> but, but, like... I mean, I love some good. There's some good Christmas movies. Jim Carrey's in a couple. I like them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Something we did not do at the beginning of this episode. Uh, that we need to get used to doing the beginning and the end is plugging our Instagram, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you if you haven't already, uh, go ahead and open up that Instagram app. You can do it while you're still listening to the podcast. And then just go ahead and search for us. It is... Two or at two bros two. and a review. Yeah, two bros and a review. Two spelled out. Yep. T W O B R O S A N D A R E V I E W. Search us, add us, follow, share, comment, message, whatever you want to do. Just let us know what you guys think. And uh, we're going to keep coming back every week. So, yep. like he said, he's going out of town. So we, we went ahead and just spent. Watched Pet Cemetery, did this, and then after we're done, after I guess after we do, uh, the Shining, the Shining, we're gonna do a, um, you say house cleaning, housekeeping. We'll, house- we'll do that before we start the Shining. <clears throat> we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have the housekeeping for <clears throat> both Texas Chainsaw and Pet Cemetery because I know we we messed some things up. Okay. We had to have. If not, then we're perfect. But yeah. <laughs> You know. um, our brother is Corey. He's he's a pro at this, so you know. that's right. He's been going what a year now. Yeah. I think we we mentioned that before. Let's go ahead and give him a shout out again. Corey and his buddy Tommy down there in Florida puts out a good podcast called Two Random Guys or Those Random Guys. I don't know why I can't get that yeah, right. TRG Network. TRG Network. You can follow him on YouTube. You can listen to him on Spotify. You can, I mean, you can do whatever you want. But I'm telling you right now, it is hilarious content. Yep. And then you can listen to my old one uh, that we're bringing, Seth and I are revitalizing, we're bringing it back. It's going to be stories of our lives. Uh, We just go around talking about stuff that happened way back when, things that happen now, and, you know, know, what we plan on doing, you know, just whatever. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, you've already heard at least one more stories of their lives you think you're going to get one out before this is released yeah yeah definitely speaking of this being released we decided on saturdays right yep every saturday um uh, it's noon every saturday at noon yeah that's a good a good time every saturday at noon we'll we'll drop a new weekly episode um yeah i guess that's about it yeah, oh back to cory though uh, cory and tommy just so y'all know we are not being paid by them to uh Drop that little ad ski, but hopefully we'll be will be soon. Well, hopefully they're gonna throw us in theirs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, just keep in mind that we are posting our podcasts on Saturdays, but we're usually gonna record them beforehand, like Saturday or Friday. So you know, if something happens between Friday and Saturday, and something doesn't happen, doesn't get posted. That's why we're gonna try to. Like do it ahead of time like do this. Do it ahead of time like this for you guys. We're being professionals. Doing what we can to be what we do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can but. find us on several different platforms. I know Spotify, Google Podcasts, there's a few others that this is available on. Um, right. I'm working on trying to figure out how to put it on our YouTube also. It'll be delayed though, because I want people to listen to it here first. Yeah. And this is uh 
immediately available on Anchor. So if you download the Anchor app and the anchor.fm slash uh, two brothers in a review, and you can find us there. And uh, if you go to our Instagram, two bros in a review, the link is in a bio for the Halloween one. So when you click on the Halloween one, once the new ones come up, they'll be right underneath them. So you could always click on the link and listen to it. So, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I got about an hour drive home and it's uh, two o'clock in the... Oh, crap. It's three o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to go ahead and say see y'all. Yeah. Uh, the Shining yeah. next time. The Shining. Uh, this is this is pretty fun. We got two, two in one day done. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Again, I'm Kyle Webb. And this is his brother, Nathan Webb. And this is Two, two brothers, brothers and a Review. Have a good day.